0: Good evening Rink Rats and hope you're all doing well. Welcome back. We are now on season six, episode eight of The Rink Rinkcast. Chicago Rinkcast, I'm here with Andrew Bardo and Sean Fitzgerald. Welcome. We've got a couple hot topics for you tonight. Um, we are going to talk about Bobby Hull. We're going to talk about the trade deadline that is fast approaching. There's some things going around the league, and what does that mean for Blackhawk players? First of all, I want to welcome the staff members. Bardo, Andrew Bard, how are you today,
1: sir? Doing well. Fantastic. My Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I'm happy Excellent. as a clam. Ready to roll. Excellent. Yeah, ready?
0: On on Tom Brady retirement number two day. Mm-hmm. But they don't be the last of them. That's for sure, folks. Everyone knows about Tom Brady. Goodbye, Tom. It's been wonderful. You've been the best, but it's time to move on. Sean, how are you, man? What's going I'm on? i ladies and gentlemen.
2: I'm good. Um, I uh, did not wear a Pittsburgh Pirates '70s or '80s hat. I don't own one, but I did oh, wear a Myrtle Beach Pelicans. There you go. Collection hat. So awesome. So um, I mean, I,
0: yeah, you got to get one of those like Willie Stargell late '70s Kentucky. Type Pittsburgh Pirate Hats. I
2: think Don't when I uh, when I take a trip out to Pittsburgh, maybe to see the Pens or see the Pirates themselves, I'll have to pick one of those up for sure. There you go. Love for it. For sure.
0: Love it. Well, welcome, folks. Good to see both of you. And uh, we're going to big a little shout out to our sponsor here, puckhockey.com, dot com. Discount code THE RINK for 10% off. $100 gets you a free T-shirt. Pretty cool. Pretty nice rink rat. Rink rat where? Or something like that.
2: Yeah. Say that three times fast.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rink, wink rat where? Wink rat where? Wink rat where? Elmer wink, Fudd has
2: entered the chat. Who has? Elmer Fudd. Is Elmer Fudd cat. is here.
0: There he is. That's right. That's right. I forgot about him, Elmer Fudd. Um All right, folks. Well, there's a few things going on in Chicago Blackhawk hockey world. Uh, the one that uh, hit headlines the most was on Monday, um, it was announced that Hall of Famer and uh, Blackhawk icon slash legend Bobby Hall has passed away uh, at the age of 84. Uh, Bobby Hall, uh, my father's hero. I remember he came to a peewee practice of mine, or maybe I was a squirt at the time. I can't remember. Uh, but either way, someone who brought a lot of joy to the Chicago Blackhawks and the Blackhawks fans and one of the best pure goal scorers of all time. Uh, The first one to 50 goals or the first one to over 50 goals in 1966, he scored his 50th and his 51st in, uh, in the same game against the New York Rangers. My father was there. He's telling me all about it on Monday. He's told me about it before, but obviously revisiting it, revisiting it in light of Hull's passing. The NHL nationally has recognized his passing and um, what a great player he was as a hall of famer. however, Bobby Hall has a past. Um, We all have a past. We all have secrets. We all have things that we are not proud of. Uh, There are certain aspects of his life uh, uh, around domestic abuse that came out in a sports century uh, right around the turn of the century, where his wife commented on uh, his domestic violence. He has said some um, not great remarks regarding Adolf Hitler and Certain things regarding um, or some that could be uh, borderline microaggressions uh, regarding different races, he said in the media. Um, so with that in mind, I, I think that it's been very difficult for Chicago fans um, to remember Bobby Hall and to think how they want to remember him. And um, there's certainly those in the Chicago media that were very, very quick to jump on Twitter and say, hey, bad person. Um, and I think that was difficult. Uh, It was probably difficult to write. It was certainly difficult for a lot of people to hear, Um, and more or less a guidebook about how some people are supposed to feel about it, and there really is no blueprint uh, to how folks and fans are supposed to feel in this situation. Some of them will remember him fondly. Some of them will write him off as a dark figure in Blackhawks history because of his personal life, and either way, uh, feel how you want to feel folks. That's what I have to say about it. Bardo. What, what say you about Bobby Hall and his legacy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm clearly not um, well, I don't know if it's clearly, but I'm definitely not old enough to have uh, seen him play live. Uh, I did ask my father uh, what he thought, cause he's a big hockey fan and he, he remembers him as having this ridiculously hard slap shot. Um, you know, just like his son, Brett, who, uh, who we all saw, um, you know, I, I completely recognize the transgressions he has, um, you know, off the ice. Um, but, you know, I guess I, I will remember him as a guy who was welcomed back to the franchise um, as part of a group of, of former players who were sort of exiled from the organization by by Bill Wirtz. So when Rocky took over, um, you know, in 20, was it 08 or whatever it was? um ish he um you know he welcomed these guys back and you know seeing his big smile you know up from the press box etc i thought that was you know it was great to see because i i try to think of him as as the player that he was and obviously put the other stuff aside it's not like i'm going to say that i'm going to go and <laughs> you know worship him or say he's you know anything like that but it's but i, I was happy i try to think of the positive in this one situation so um, yeah. I, I was happy to see him come back to the organization. So
0: got it. Yeah. Thank you for that, Bardo. We got a, a comment here on our page from uh, no roids, just rage. Uh, thank you. No roids just rage for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks for the comment. Comment reads Mark Lazarus. piece was hundred percent spot on. Uh, if you haven't read Mark Lazarus in the athletic, good writer, uh, Hawks need to tread carefully next home game. Agreed. Give Hull his 10-second moment of silence and move on. Uh, Thank you so much for the comment. Uh, And, uh, Shawnee, what say you to uh, the comment posted by No Roids, Just Rage?
2: I think he's right in that the Blackhawks definitely have to trend carefully. Um, This organization has been marred by the Kyle Beach scandal of recent years. Um, Say what you will about Bobby Hull off the ice. Um, it just doesn't look good, so you want to just give him uh, – acknowledge that he was a player, acknowledge that he was a franchise great player, pat, say his dues, stick tap stick, and then move on and get back to playing hockey because, as we've learned with the Blackhawks recently, the off the ice and not-so-good things have been associated with this organization, and yeah. you don't want to – even though he was one of the greats and things like that, you don't want to – bring him back in the limelight for that regard so yeah, and um, don't meet your heroes is is a big quote like oh. just because somebody's good on the field and does things like has an electric shot or something doesn't mean they're a good guy so right.
1: but,
0: yeah i agree i i don't i don't know what you do if you're the blackhawks here i i mean we we kind of got in a little bit of a, a conversation online with a, uh, with a group, with the folks from the rink and saying, are the Blackhawks going to put a number nine patch on their jerseys for the rest of the year? Uh, like they did with Tony O when Tony Esposito passed away. Um, you know, I was they, real quick to say yes. To for Hall, I, too. What's that? And they did it for Makita. Yeah. But do they do it for Hull? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's right. And what's wrong. I think, you know, I, I almost feel at first I thought, yeah, well, they'll definitely do a patch. But now I'm I'm starting to think that I don't know if the blowback is worth it. Um, if you're the Blackhawks right now, can especially considering what what you just mentioned, Sean, with they haven't exactly been squeaky clean the last few years as an organization. You know they've you know they've fallen on tough times, but they've also made some poor decisions internally. Um, none of those, uh, you know that that Danny Wirtz. Uh, himself is responsible for, and Danny oh. Wards has actually made a very conscious effort to rectify the image of the Blackhawks, and I think he's doing a great job, um, you know, and I think that, you know, this might be a step in the right direction, too, as No Roids Just Rage um, is mentioning. <laughs> would love your name at some point, buddy, <laughs> um, but the 10-second moment of silence and moving on might might just be the way to do it.
1: I think that's what you have to do. um, do. One thing that while we were talking, I was thinking about, like, do they put something on the, um, on the ice, you know, like his number, like on the wing that he played on, um, Um, is that something they do, even if it's just for one game? And I just thought even that is just still like, you're almost like putting an image on there that you just don't want people to kind of capture and or remember. I think you just kind of say something verbally and just let it go, like let it let it yeah. just kind of, right. you know, you know, fizzle. So, I think and that's I think, really
2: it. And I think Danny and Jamie Faulkner will probably come up with a good plan. Or probably they probably already had something in mind. Yeah. Just in case Bobby happened to, you know, pass away because they they want to be strategic. They want to be ahead of this. They want to also maybe they release a statement saying. Know, we don't support domestic violence in any way shape or form uh or something like that to kind of get it out there
0: yeah um no i i would agree and um as landon uh landon who's writing in again thank you so much for your contributions tonight man really appreciate it and your thoughts on this matter because uh you know everyone's got an opinion one way or the other and unless you sit around and, and talk it out um you don't get all your cards on the table but you know I, it, it's so interesting how Society deals with with certain things. Um, you know, if you look back at, you know, Penn State, um, you know, and, and Joe Paterno not turning someone in or not reporting something to the proper authorities, lost his job, lost his livelihood, lost his statue. And I think this will actually revisit more questions around: Does the Bobby Hall statue still remain? Now, I'm not so sure that removing it right this second is the way to go. But, you know, maybe as the mo- weeks, months and maybe a year passes, you know, and, and more and more conversation around this, you know, it, it might not be the best idea to even have a statue of him out there anymore. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's it's very hard. Um, you know, particularly those that grew up watching the Golden Jet, um, you know, who was always first to give a kid an autograph, you know, would sit around in the cold before the Hawks would get on a bus and sign every kid's autograph until everyone was taken care of. Um. But yeah, uh, and there's 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 something about domestic, you know, eh, nobody's perfect. A lot of people make mistakes in life, but there is something about domestic abuse that does feel different um, as far as the sting and how wrong that it feels. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I and I'm not sure the Hawks are in a lose lose position right now. I don't I don't know how you all feel about it. But if you don't put a number nine on a jersey, you don't put it on the ice. It's forgotten about in a couple days if you go over the top to honor him, I think that's going to linger a little bit longer uh, with an organization that's trying to clean up their image. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, they have to tread
1: lightly on this one. I think
2: it's yeah, the moment, uh, Gene Honda says, please have a moment of silence for Bobby Hall passing away. And then you move on.
1: Yeah. Because you know what, actually what might be telling what's the crowd reaction going to be? I don't like, know. Do all of I, yeah, sudden I, I, yeah. Yay. What's up, man. Oh. Sorry, didn't
3: mean to interrupt. Keep, continue, Bart. I'll, I'll jump in.
1: Hey, no, hey. I was just saying. I mean, you wonder if like there's going to be some sort of a crowd, you know, reaction to it. Like, are, are, is there going to be yeah. like a protest? I mean, you could. Uh, that's another thing. Could there be protests outside? You know, there's domestic violence organizations or anti-domestic violence organizations that could protest. Like, what are the Black Hawks doing? You know, they're yeah. even mentioning his name. That's still, you know. Yeah. Not a, not acceptable in, in our eyes, meaning that's what they would potentially say. So yeah, yeah, it's
2: a it's a, a it's a slippery. Are comments? Are you wearing an anchor because you're going to bring us down, Gate?
0: Yes, <laughs>
2: he showed up I'm not
3: bringing anybody down. Amy. I like this, uh Landon. uh No righteous yeah. rage, man. He's, he's got a lot of great points here.
0: Yeah, Landon, you're you're stepping up yeah. to the plate tonight, buddy. Thanks so much. Yeah, for, and for I, you have I think say. it's
2: the, I think it's definitely right. He he should they should. Dem- Donate to a domestic violence uh, charity. That's a great
3: idea. Yeah, That's a that, wonderful idea. That
2: would be the best way, best way to do it. So
0: nice. Well, um, at any rate, you know, I, as we said, no easy way to handle this. Uh, no easy way to remember Bobby Hull for those that were fans, um, you know, and and so, uh, you know, to those of you that are struggling with this, it's a, a natural reaction. And as I've mentioned before, there's no blueprint to how you're supposed to feel about it. Um, but it is hard to grapple with. Um, phenomenal hockey player, but you know, had had some stuff going on to say the mm-hmm. least. Yep. Now, now, something just happened. Um, with regards, yeah. I showed to, up. What's it? <laughs> yeah, gate showed up. Gate just showed yeah. up to ruin the party, and uh here he comes to break stuff. the day, all good stuff from Gate. Great, Gates. So glad that you're here. And actually, we want to talk to you. Let's let's start with you on this real quick. Uh, uh-huh. The Bardo just mentioned that in the Ooh. NHL, we got a couple things we want to talk about with the trade deadline. One is obviously Bo Horvat is on the move. He is a New York Islander now. Right before the All Star game, no one knows who wasn't he supposed to represent Vancouver in the All Star game, and now he just gets. I know they have like some jersey. Yeah, so know. they're gonna they're gonna put Bruce Bruce Bajor on the ice with uh, with skates on. And, um, and he's going to wear the inside
1: out or something like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. But what's uh, what's more interesting, which could create a domino effect um, that just landed in the NHL and the Bardo, uh, reminded us of this right when the show began, is Mark Stone is injured uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights. And um, he is out indefinitely, and he has struggled with injuries in the past. Uh, Vegas has actually had a pretty decent season. And so in the absence of Mark Stone, you know, their roster – you know, maybe getting dare I say stale a little bit moving forward since their Stanley Cup appearance in 2018. Gate, you think this is going to have a trickle down effect? You think Vegas might make a splash now, and what does that mean for the market?
3: Sure, yeah. I mean, Vegas—they always, uh, you know, they emulate the city, which is you know bet bet heavy and uh, take chances and and that whole thing. So they kind of emulate what they're the city that they're in. Um, I think. You know, overall, uh, I think the, the whole league is going to start moving now that the Bo Horvath kind of pushed him over the edge. Everyone was kind of waiting for the first domino to fall. Now things are going to start falling into place. And luckily for the Blackhawks, there's been a lot. Uh, I see Gustav Nyquist was, uh, yep. is hurt. And there's several uh players that are hurt that could have been in the same market as, as, say, Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or whatever that are now either Bohar like Boharvet has been traded so that mm-hmm. you know Boston can't get him. Maybe they do go for that Jonathan Taze, like you've brought up, you know. Yeah. So I think things are gonna really start rolling here now that like the first domino has fallen. Uh but as far as you know, going going back to Vegas, I mean, I don't I think every year with them it's uh you know it's cup or bust is kind of how they've shown that they're gonna go. Uh and they're gonna and, and don't forget Robin Leonard has not played for him this year. And that was supposed to be their starting goalie as of last year. So they they're going in there with Logan Thompson, who's a guy who's a relatively unknown goalie coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've had a pretty good year though. I mean, it, I think last year was kind of a bit of an anomaly and it was uh, more injury based than anything, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they're going to be all in so they could make a big splash. The Bruins. I mean, we're hearing people saying that the Bruins are going to make an enormous splash too. And, you you can't always count out the New York Rangers of, of trying to maybe, you know, I, I don't, I, I'd have to look again where they are in the standings, but they may still try to make a splash as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of compression in the standings right now in the West. I mean, you know, there's, there's five teams and, you know, uh, six points separate them.
2: The Blackhawks by the way, are not one of them. No, no.
0: And I'm sorry. I meant the Pacific, my bad. I meant the Pacific division. I mean, there's, you know, there's five teams in the running for a playoff spot right now. The Kraken right here, baby. is leading the Pacific Division right now.
3: The Seattle Kraken, baby.
0: With with games in hand. Uh, yeah. With games in hand. They're at 63 points. The Kings are tied with them with 63 points, but they have four games in hand on the Kings. So uh, Matty Berniers could run away, probably will run away with a Calder this year. Yeah, Uh, But he went to Michigan and the college hockey doesn't prepare you for the NHL. (laughs) Exactly. What we learned from one diehard fan in the fall. Um, You know, the stone thing is is one thing. And I want to, I want to go to Bardo on, on uh, another topic right now, um, which is uh, the New York Rangers. And there was a, an article in the New York post uh, that's been getting a lot of notoriety that Patrick Kane is no longer a good fit. Because it'll take him too long to acclimate uh, towards playing with Zibana Jab and playing with the Breadman, and that they should go and get a bottom six winger instead. Is this asinine, Bardo?
1: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. It is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, well, who I'm you relying on? <laughs> yeah, it's well, yeah, Larry Brooks is. You know, he's he's you know he has his things, but. Um, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, the Rangers really need another impact scorer on that team. You know, you got Panarin. Kreider's not having the year that he had. Zemanja is fine. But after that, they need an impact player because, quite frankly, the three kids, they're just not consistent. I mean, when they play together, sometimes they have a good night, but then you don't hear from them for another couple of weeks. So, to me, if you get someone like Kane, then all of a sudden you you can put together two really, really strong lines. Mm-hmm. Um up at the top. I mean, sure, a lot of teams that are contenders can use a physical bottom six winger. Everybody can. I mean, you could find those guys that are a dime a dozen. But to say that that is a need uh, more so than Kane is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I where, where does a New York writer get off right after the Islanders acquire Bo Horvat saying, you know what, now Kane might not be a good fit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, you know, you, you can't just respond to the Islanders going all in by being like let's just watch this. Let's yeah. go get a bottom six winger
2: from Nashville that He know, even spells out the winger, Tanner Janat. Who is that? Uh, I had to look him uh, up. A 25-year-old winger with an AAV of $800,000. That's yeah, and quite frankly,
1: right, the, the Rangers expectations are a lot higher following, you know, the the fact that they rebuild you know, went so well, they, they got to the conference finals last year and, you know, coming into this year, everyone's expectations was, you know, okay, they could be a cup contender. Um, I didn't think they were a cup contender. I thought they were a playoff contender, but I definitely did not think cup contender for them. But, right. um, but, you know, obviously the expectations there are high. And, and so, yeah, I mean, they, they've been talking about going big game hunting for, you know, a long time. So it's not going to be a surprise if they end up with, you know, a Kane or a Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer is another guy because the Devils may, are, are yeah. very pursuing He's him. He's
0: going to be a hot commodity. Yep. Real hot commodity. So mm-hmm. I, I do want to talk about – so Bo, Bo Horvat, the mm-hmm. Vancouver Canucks, was uh, just dealt two days ago uh, to the New York Islanders for a conditional first-round pick, Bolivier. And isn't there one more player in there somewhere? Who am I forgetting? Yeah, it's,
1: it's a, uh, a high-end prospect, uh, Atu Ratti. Got it. So.
3: Actually, that player uh, Aturati. They uh, going into his draft year, he was projected to potentially be the first overall draft pick. Uh, he his stock good. fell because he had a bad year out of his draft year, but um, that's a pretty good player. It's a, actually yeah. it's kind of a sneaky good uh, pickup.
1: Yeah, he, he's an interesting one because at, at this point, you know, people are trying to figure out whether or not he's going to be um, if he's going to stay at center. Um, or if he's going to be a wing long-term. Um, yeah. And also the, the the ceiling for him seems to be as a second-line player, but, you know, you're, if you're going to bet money on it, it's more likely a third-line kind of guy. So yeah. I guess they call them middle six forwards. But he's a skilled guy. He's not a great skater, but he's got size. Um, so there's upside there.
2: And let's not forget the pick is top 12 protected, I believe. Top Correct. 12
0: protected, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, Shawnee, what are your thoughts on the Horvat trade? I mean, they they clearly, you know, the Islanders are going for it. They've obviously had a much better year this year. Last year was kind of an outlier for them, where, you know, the in 2021, the game seven of the conference finals, they lost to Tampa Bay. And then last year, they just kind of fell flat, didn't make the playoffs. Nothing good happened. But I mean, now down the middle, it's Barzell, Horvat, Peugeot, and Sazikas are there four centers? That's not bad. That's pretty good. What do you, what do you think? Do you think they made the right move? They did give up a lot, but your thoughts, Shawnee.
2: Yeah, I think if they're going to go all in, they don't know how many you know runs they have with this group. Um, it's uh, your guy is the coach this year. So they're, they're taking a stab with the, the new coach uh, right. whose name is is escaping me. And I, I mean, Lane Lambert. especially in the Lane Lambert. East, like, Yeah, Lane Lambert. They always go big. It's usually an arms race out there. Who's going to acquire more? So they struck first and got Bo Horvat. And now it's on the onus is on the rest of the division to try to match them. As we see in the playoffs, centers are crucial. You need four good centers to win faceoffs, to command and drive the play. You need that in the playoffs. So I think Bo Horvat was the right move for them. Plus, uh, top 12 protected. I know it's a first round pick. Blackhawks are tanking right now to try to get a top three pick. Sometimes you get lucky, but most of the time your generational guys are outside the top 10, outside the top three usually. So I don't think, I don't really think they gave up too much. It it all depends on the draft too. And who's scouting. So right now I don't
1: think was that big of a deal. I will add this this on, on that deal. It's, I think the Islanders are like 13th in the conference um, and it's a top 12 protected, no, no less. So it's kind of funny. Um, but, I mean, they're on the outside looking in. Their prospect pool is, is dreadful, and they, and they also are really up against the cap. Um, and they now have, I, I guess, five legit NHL centers, and you wonder if they're going to trade one of them to try to get cap room and maybe you know, upgrade it elsewhere, whether it's on you know, defense or, or something like that. It's, it's an interesting move also because you get Horvat in his prime. He's 27 years old, coming off a 30-goal season. He's already got 31, so he could legitimately hit 50 this year. So yep. maybe the Islanders found themselves a number one center. You could move Barzell to the number two center, yep. and if Barzell becomes a consistent 40-goal scorer, he's 27 he's not, yeah, a, I mean, he's he's not old they're
0: gonna have some decisions to make if Horvat does pan out, though, because he's a U.S. and they gotta sign him. Yeah.
3: Like, Yes, yeah, yeah a that's UFA a big F. thing. F. Oh.
0: Right, that's a you're huge gonna be able to
3: weigh you're gonna be able to weigh this trade by whether they actually really resign think him think or if he's him. just a rental. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and I I think they will resign him. I don't if think he's if he's, he's a rent.
0: rental and they're bounced in the second round. whoops Yeah, yeah, and then I don't I don't know if that was worth it. So that's interesting. I gotta I gotta. Here's a good question, folks, for, uh, you know, that was just sent in by uh, Adam Z80, uh, a good Brooks Bison baseball player who uh, who's a Boston Bruin fan who I still keep in touch with. And the question is, where do you Chicago boys want Kane and Taves to go? If they go
3: anywhere, we can get a couple of or a uh, first round draft pick.
2: Got it. What, what he said. said. That's pretty good. What he said. Yeah, I will take. I will take, as I've said many times, the starting offer for Patrick Kane is the Claude Drew offer, and I will take anything above that. If not that, okay. The first, or, oh, a good any, thought, any other thought? Any other thoughts, or just
0: hey, wherever we can get the best return? I haven't I laid have this out theory. here on
3: the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, lay it out. I
3: haven't laid this out here on the podcast, but I've been, I've been, I've been tooting this horn for like about a month now. Now, imagine this: the Blackhawks. They've already got two first-round draft picks. One of them potentially is going to be the first overall draft pick. The next one is probably going to be somewhere in the creamy middle towards the end. Say the Blackhawks can get a first-round draft pick for Patrick Kane somewhere in there this year or next year. They actually have two next year as well, and yep. possibly for uh, McCabe this year. They could. You know, we're hearing that possibly there could be another first-round draft pick in there that the Blackhawks could get, if they could package two or three of those up to move up back up into the top 10 for a team that may be a few more years out that maybe wants to say, hey, I'll, I'll take three later round players that will fill up my roster down the road while the Blackhawks get the first overall and maybe something in the top 10, maybe even top six. timeout Uh
0: First round in return for Jake McCabe?
3: I, I've, I've seen that floated.
2: I, I mean, Toronto's going to be desperate for a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. same hey, with he, he can Pull that off! Wow, desperate, I've like, seen
3: that. I've seen that uh, floated out there, and I, yeah, and involved. I'm not saying that he's worth it. But if no, the market, if the, the market dictates what the market dictates.
0: I mean, I don't. It, you know, they they could they could wait it out, and they can end up squeezing someone.
1: Look yeah. at what what's he yeah. got uh, got in return last year? Uh, who, who was the guy that traded to Tampa Bay? Just slipped my mind. Hagel. Hey, yeah. Look yeah, at what Agel got. Now, granted, that was a little different. They 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 got much more. But say,
3: you know, one one first round draft pick later in the round, like if for someone who's desperate for a defenseman that's a veteran, they could play in a you know play in a lot of yeah. different situations in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, my my point
1: is is that you're you're basically getting a bottom six bo- bottom six it, yeah. winger for what would they get two firsts or? or? Two first, first for Hagel. 2, first first for two NHL player players when yeah. premium positions are center and defense. And any GM will tell you that.
0: Yeah, one uh, you know landing with your crazy. comment about McCabe, one is that you might not have to retain 50% if it works out the right way. Um yeah, two, he's probably he's, he's probably he's probably a a bottom six defenseman on a Stanley Cup contender though. I don't I don't think McCabe is a top four guy on a
3: contender. No, no, no. But he's he bottom three. You could be, say he's in I bottom three, four or five. Yeah, yeah. bottom three. But
0: you know, you know, who, you know who might find Jake McCabe very attractive is the Boston Bruins, because mm-hmm. on that left side they've got Riley and they've got Grizzlick. I don't think the Bruins want to go into the Stanley Cup playoffs with Grizzly as one of their top four. Now I don't know if McCabe can do the top four with the Bruins. He probably could if you put him with McAvoy. Yeah, but okay. the Bruins are They're a little okay. bit thin in the back. There's so been if a lot he goes, to talk up. about do they take a run at Taves? Or do they take or do they actually go for a defenseman? If Jake McCabe is out there, we know Don Sweeney is is epically poor at drafting, so he might be willing to just be like, fine, take the pick. So I don't have to get criticized for another horrible draft pick. But we're probably gonna have to take money. Could yeah, would have yeah, we'd have to probably take Craig Smith back in
3: that's fine, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Take whoever, mm-hmm. but I mean that was my whole thing. Is like, if Kyle Davidson really wants to make a splash, and and he's shown like he's made some big moves, controversial yeah. moves, like, and he's and he's done it with a, you know, I I gotta admire that. He he's got his plan and he's sticking to it and he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if it, what wouldn't Blackhawks fans just really love that if they could move up again and get two high end prospects this year that helps the rebuild?
1: Amazing. You know that
3: especially if one of them is Connor Bedard. You know, yep. well, one well, thing I'll, it,
1: I'll, I'll bring up about the prospect pool, which I think is interesting. I don't know if you guys are following the athletics countdown of the top 30 prospect pools. They're already in the top 10. I think they went with nine today. Blackhawks haven't even been mentioned yet. So whoever is doing Scott Wheeler, I think is doing it. They're, they're going to be in the top eight at least, which is interesting already. Already.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it really, I think it really helps. The the rebuild if you can it, like why who why hang on to a later round draft pick if you can yeah. package those up even if you have to throw a player in there or something like a player that you want to get rid of or off your roster like well yeah whatever you throw in there if you could move up into that top ten again yeah and you could and and there are players like probably in the six seven range that probably every any other year would probably be one or two overall
1: yeah this and that,
3: draft is so full of prospects and, do and it now about, while you can I'd rather go down about, swinging then not even try at all. Think
2: about this too, gate, the team is going to have to spend money next year. So they're going to have to bring in some sort of quality player to augment the roster anyways. So if you have two first round, two top 10 picks, you have money to spend, you could get an above average, maybe a a lower ceiling player, a high floor, lower ceiling player on the free agent market to already accelerate your rebuild. And maybe you're, maybe you're uh, a more competitive team next year like that.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's why I think I think Max Domi is a fine player for a rebuild if they want to resign him. Sure. Yeah. I don't don't have any problems with that.
1: I I do think we we might want to address Landon's point about um, McCabe at 50 percent salary retention, that the the rules say that we you can only retain. You can only two players. So remember we got two players we got Kane and Taves who are going to I mean uh, that are going to get traded. So the question is you know are they not going to retain or, or are they going to you know find a, a, a third team to become like a graveyard uh, so something so we have to be careful with that.
2: And yeah, that's no, why I, Bardo sure I mentioned just, they've got to take something back. Like they yeah, Well that's, that's back and back back. then
0: yeah don't don't rule out three team trades either. You know, those are very good ways, cost-efficient ways to save save a few bucks, involve a third party. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to take something back. I, I guess, you know, I Boston something fans back. want Jonathan Taves. They're, the buzz is they want Jonathan Taves. I don't know if he's right for them. I mean, I down the middle, if your top three are Bergeron, Krejci, and Jonathan Taves, if your third line is, is Taves, Taylor Hall, and then you move Charlie Coyle to the wing, that's insanity. For your third line. Yep. I mean, that's that's yep. unbelievable. But I, I think another team to watch who is just on a tear lately is the Carolina Hurricanes right now are really playing great hockey. Yep. Um, they're climbing and climbing. I, I don't know, maybe they might be the one team that might be able to catch the Boston Bruins if the Boston Bruins you know are, they've gone on a
1: slide the last few games. Well, the um, interesting thing about them is like Vegas, they could put a big salary on sure. IR with Pacaretti hurt. Um, yep. you know, going back to stone, stones have had back surgery just in case any, um, so he's and, done. Yeah. So he had back it, surgery out indefinitely, it's $10 million, $10 $9, million, nine and a half million dollar cap hit that you put on IR and then all of a sudden they can go big game hunting Carolina. I don't know what Pacaretti is at, but he's pretty high. Um, yep. but that's a big salary that all of a sudden you can, you know, you make, you make room to get somebody. So yeah, yeah they're going to be, I think they're going to be big game hunting too. Yeah, I wonder when the meeting
0: is. The meeting's got to be coming up with Kane and yeah, KD, Bryson, Bryson. Yeah, whatever supposed to be January
1: first. What the hell's happening? Yeah, I mean, For
0: all we know, the meeting it. happened, and they're just mum is the word. I mean, that that's very possible. But
1: are they having the meeting about the meeting?
0: Yeah, meeting about the meeting. I mean, we will
1: continue
3: to have meetings until we find out why nothing's getting done. Yeah, yeah. The office of
1: redundancy office. Yeah. <laughs> I would um. Yeah, I've I, seven mil by the way.
0: Again, I also, but if Kane and T- like the question about where are Kane and Taves, uh, you know, where are they going to land and do Chicago fans care where they land? Obviously, the Chicago fans that care about the rebuild want to maximize the return, but I obviously want them to go somewhere. I'd love to see them lift in a cup, you know. I mean, personally, if they go somewhere, Actually, where I want them to go is uh, where they go as rentals, and we get a huge return, and then they walk away, and they come back and sign on the cheap and retire Blackhawks or something.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> and, and and that goes back to Max Domi too. Like yeah. Max, uh, we we've kind of said this to ourselves, you know, in our own chats that like Max Domi's a fine player. He's great yeah. He's a character guy. Mm-hmm. People seem yeah. to love him. Sure. You know what? Say Max, here's here's the deal. We're gonna sit you down. We're gonna trade you. We're gonna get whatever first round draft pick, second round draft pick, whatever we get for you. We're gonna get some assets for you. This sum on July first, we'll we'll do you well. You know, we'll we'll, we'll, yep. we'll give you a, you know a two year deal or whatever you want to do it. in a little more decent number than you had this year. Give you a little bit of a a little bit of a reward for you know being a, a good soldier, and then and do that. Like you could do that. You could do that with Taze. You could do that with Kane. You could do that with Domi. You could do You won't be able to do it with McCabe because he's still got a couple years on, on his contract. I yeah, believe. I think he's
2: got three, yeah, yeah. so, three years. Yeah. So, did Winnipeg just that's do fine. that recently? Didn't they trade? Who did they trade? They traded somebody and they re signed with them. Didn't they do that in the last few years?
3: It's happened. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to happen with all three people, but it's, no, it's no, a very no. good possibility. If, they, mm-hmm. if the Blackhawks, you know, if Kane and Taves want to retire Blackhawks, just let us use you as an asset. If you want to retire as a Blackhawk, maybe you guys could go out, you know, you could stretch it long enough to a, to, a, to a season where we actually overachieve and we're in the playoffs again in two years or something yeah. like that. And you get another chance to win your fourth cup with this organization, and then you retire. So, you know, you could frame it to them that way. Um, I, I Overall, I don't care where they go.
2: No. Replace Scott Barrowing in the pre- and post-in show.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious to see if
2: they'll actually, go
0: as well. Or if they do go, if they go as rentals or if they're extended somewhere. That I am curious about. Or if that's yeah, I mean, hard. that's
3: going to probably be part of the talks, just like with yeah. Horvat. Like, right. probably you would think that with Horvat, they they uh, talked ahead of time and Lou maybe came up with, a uh, you know, an extension. And they're probably just putting the final, you know, maybe they'll wait until after a season or whatever. But maybe they have a verbal agreement on this. Uh, yeah. And that's why they gave him what they what what they gave him
2: for you know, sure. for, yeah for, yeah, for that trade. And if Don Sweeney acquires Taves, you know he's going to resign them. I mean, Don Sweeney trades for somebody and gives him he might give Taves seven years. He did it with Campus Limpo. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was actually a pretty good. Move.
0: <clears throat> yeah, had a hell of a season. So
2: a really good defenseman.
0: Yeah, I had another question from uh you know from a from a Boston area source. And I think this is because you know Boston is so hot on spit and chiclets. You know, but a lot of Boston people that listen to spit and chiclets were were very curious when they heard about possible conspiracy theory that Gary Bettman yep, will not let it. the Chicago Blackhawks have the number one pick somehow because he's still ticked off about the scandal. I think that's rubbish. I think that's stupid. I think you want money. So you want him in Chicago. Thoughts on that? Yeah, you, they, they want
3: you want the best players in Chicago. You saw Chicago. what happens with Tays and Kane, uh. and, and how much money that brought the league. You want Toronto, New York, Boston, Chicago. You want those teams to have the best players. Sorry, that's just kind of the way it is.
2: Let's, it's the best player talk. in the
3: league is in St. Louis. That's not bringing sorry, it's not bringing the league yeah. as much money as if they're in Chicago or one of I the think biggest. That, I think cities.
1: that's I think well, that's crap. Let's yeah. all stay together. The league is better when the Blackhawks are good. And and right. you can put a couple of other teams in that same category. Yeah. yeah. Ronald, New York, Phillips, Toronto, York. Toronto, Montreal. I
0: mean, no ones, Gary yeah. Bettman, on your 30th anniversary of being NHL commissioner, you are going to let Connor Bedard go to the Phoenix, to the Arizona Coyotes to yeah. play in front of yeah. 5,000 people a night for his
2: first Well, Well, here's something, too. Uh, Sean ben Gentile of uh, the Athletic. Sean Gentile. Gen-
3: it's Gentile. Yeah.
2: Okay. like wet like wedge uh, antilles <laughs> red leader red leader standing by um, so the us national tv viewership in the second league's deal with espn and tnt is down 22% 22% if you put a franchise guy in chicago they're all over ESPN and tnt and your ratings go up chicago draws viewers
0: Yep. You put so, them in Arizona, the cap remains flat, the revenue dries up, the collective bargaining agreement, people continue, are going to have to continue to subsidize a fledgling franchise. Thank you, Gary Bettman. You cannot let Connor Bedard end up in Arizona. Don't do it. I don't
2: want to see people wearing mullets at Mullet Arena with Bedard's jersey. It, just, it doesn't make, from a financial standpoint, in, in terms of viewership, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't and i get gary bettman's an nba guy because he eventually can't he was from the nba but even then in the nba during his tenure there they rigged the draft for patrick ewing to go to the new york knicks they yeah. did it and it, they did it because they wanted a star player in a big market because that's what it helped the nba overall as a whole yeah so
0: you know speaking of kind of you know i'm sorry i just referenced i made a star wars reference but i'm going to reference it again we talk about guys sticking around for the rebuild if you were going to pick that guy for the Blackhawks that is the Wedge Antilles, you know, just kind of always in the mix, you know, he, and then he shows up in Return of the Jedi and he's still attacking and
1: man, yeah, he just his, his role leader
0: is more important and he gets better and better. Is that Philip Kuryshev through the rebuild or is that someone else? <laughs> it, might it might
2: be Kuryshev. It might be. He's been playing well <laughs> as of late, even um, season. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: he's okay. I, he's fine. Uh, I, mean, he, I, you know.
0: I have a feeling he's going to be like one of those Sergey Breland types, you know, that played for the Devils for all those years. And it's like, Breland's still around on the third and fourth line. Yeah. You know, for 10 years, just kind of there. And he's just like, oh, yeah, just put him out there again.
2: But I'm yeah, just get I mean,
0: guy, yeah, guys staying through the rebuild,
2: he might be one of them. You maybe. know, I don't know. Well, I don't know what you can't. He can't have all top 10, top six, four.
3: Like no, I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of turnover. I mean, it, maybe he does stick around, but he's probably going to get an offer from somewhere to maybe you know move up in a lineup somewhere. And he's not going to be a top – He's when this team is good, he's not going to be a top six forward. So no, maybe you're going to get a chance somewhere like Arizona to be a top six forward or something. But
2: they remember, they're going to have to commit money to some guys to hit the floor. So maybe Khrushchev is a guy you give a little bit more money to to stick around. And oh, by sure. time they're good, his contract still isn't impacting you to the way where you're. It's not like Seth Jones's deal where it's an arbitrage hanging around your neck. But yeah, you know. I mean,
0: I I think Kershev, you know, you, you can give him a two year deal right now for one mil a year. I mean, give him a small raise or one and a half, even if that. Pay possible. him
2: whatever Dylan Strom got. It would be fine.
3: Philip Kirchev doesn't move the needle for me. So it's like he, if he's here, great. If he's not,
1: oh well. Like I would say, it, Luke Philp.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about Kershaw moving the needle. I'm just talking yeah. about cheap leather. Just gonna hang around. Might hang around. and might make it. Wedge well,
2: Antilles the- was in all three. It was in the first three Star Wars movies and the terrible Rise of Skywalker. So there, there you go. go.
0: There you go. I mean, I don't. I don't know what. I mean, Connor Murphy. Unfortunately, I. I don't know. He's just kind of a guy at this point. I mean, Hegel 2.0, Sam Lafferty. Yep. Tim, now that's an interesting one. I mean, Sam Lafferty could show some interest at the tip. I
1: mean, I I just see him as kind of being a fan favorite. I mean, because he just plays like his hair is on fire every game, you know, puts in the effort, you know. I just think that if you're not going to trade him or if there is no market for him, and maybe they just keep him because he's a guy that's just, you know, that plays. I just just today I saw an article about how Sam Lafferty –
3: you know could be uh you know a hot commodity because he doesn't make a high salary he's kind of like Brandon Hagel where yeah. uh he's kind of cost controlled and he, yeah. you know he is what he is yeah, he's a third line team. you know digger he said, this,
1: uh, he said this a year ago that sam lafferty could be basically brandon hagel this time next year and now yeah, here we are they're, they're, dead, almost at this time next year i mean hey ship he them net, all out any what is, what ship is all out.
2: Net to though cuz uh i read the article I believe it was Powers and Myrtle, or po- it's Powers and somebody from Toronto, and they didn't believe that if Lafferty doesn't obviously, they think Davidson's asking price, like the ceiling, is probably a third round pick. Um, but would you move for to... a fourth round pick?
0: Nah, I don't know.
2: I, I don't think you, I don't think you do. I think it's a third, or I think it, if it's a third or bust.
0: Yeah, and I if don't... you
2: don't get a third or higher, you just roll with them.
0: Right. I, I mean, he's under contract for another year. So yeah, I mean
1: there's there's cost control there and that's good. I mean, and he's a useful player. So mm-hmm. I think there's gotta be some sort of value there. You know, it's not like you're getting a one million dollar journeyman, you're actually getting a one million dollar guy who can help your team, like yeah. just exactly like what Brandon what Hegel did. So
0: well, the other the other thing that's interesting right now, defenseman wise, as far as guys that are with the club, not in the system. The only ones that are going to be under contract next year are McCabe, if he's still there, Connor Murphy, and Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Caleb Jones comes off the book. Jack Johnson's gone. Ian Mitchell becomes an RFA. You know, some of the Rockford boys. it just could be very interesting what that blue line is going to look like next year.
3: That's who's going to stick around the the, uh, rebuild, Seth Jones.
0: Seth Jones, he's the one. Because no
3: one else is going to take
0: him.
1: Yeah, but he's not, yeah. he's not as cool as Wedge Antilles, though. I don't want to. Do that. <laughs> no, no, let's, he's not. Well, I mean, next year, I mean, people are saying that Korchinski could be ready. I mean, I don't know if Nolan Allen's going to be ready. I don't think Korchinski's
0: going to be ready. I don't no, think so either. He's too. I think he's going to play. He's going to play at the A. He'll yeah, ease
3: him in, man. Ease him in.
0: Del Mastro might be the one that might have a shot at making. That's it a good up. point. Forgot about him. Um, he's good. I actually, I, I don't. I think Isaac Phillips has done a pretty good job. Yes, yeah. maybe he has a it, shot at making the club. I know I was really high on uh, Regula at one point. I have drifted from that path. Yes, Regula, like... Regula Gal and Gal- Vlasic. Huh? yeah, Vlasic. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are worried about Vlasic's tenacity. You know mm. that he doesn't, doesn't play hard. I was kind
3: of hoping he was going to turn into like you know uh, the next kind of Brent Sebra, big, heavy. You know, he's got like no. Physicality in his game whatsoever for being as big as he is,
1: which is, is the mad. next Simone Dennis Papin Do we remember him? <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> yes, I yeah. do. Yes, I he ended up so becoming,
3: uh, I believe, a Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, legend? uh, prospect. Uh, yeah, legend
0: after that. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it should be interesting. That, I mean, it, the Blackhawks will have a decent chunk of change, and they might they might spend a little bit on their blue line. You know, I don't know who's going to be out there as a UFA, but you still have defensemen that probably need a little bit more seasoning and developing that are in the system before they're going to be ready to be NHL regulars.
3: Now, I got to think, too, that like in some of these trades, and maybe even if, if they don't work out at the trade deadline, maybe they'll work out during the summer, that they're going to bring they're going to bring in some bad contracts that they're going to eat because they yeah. got um, Duncan Keith's uh cap capture number comes off the books. Mm, yeah. uh, so they get an extra like $4 million off of that that sounds uh, so like they're gonna have yeah they're definitely gonna have money so if you want right. to eat a contract for a couple of years while you're bad go ahead do it do it yep. like use that to your advantage use the cap to your advantage like you could Is play David this in this...
0: still or Who? David Clarkson, oh, God. Clarkson. <laughs> boy and if, boy and if you're a blackhawks fan Nathan uh,
2: Horton you know
0: yeah if you're a Blackhawks fan and you're and you're listening right now make sure you enjoy the decline of the St Louis blues um, because man, are they in trouble Oh my god! with, with some of the contracts that are about to kick in for them and, and Armstrong and the just,
3: players, players they're going to lose. They're going to lose Tarasenko and they're going to lose Ryan O'Reilly.
0: Yep. And then they've got two really big contracts, two $8 million players, Thomas, that's going to kick in. And who's the other one, uh, Jordan Cairo, Jordan Cairo, those are $8, $8 million, $8 million of, <laughs> those two guys make $8 million a year starting next year. Oh, and they're man,
1: still playing yeah. Bennington. Yeah.
2: Oh man, boy is he off his that's
1: a contract too? That guy. That guy goes. He,
2: has, crazy. he hasn't. He hasn't hit anybody recently with his stick. That's why. No, I mean that he's like a, a wackadoo. Man, does he go? He's
1: become a sucky <laughs> green fool. <laughs> <laughs> a, a
0: wackadoo. wackadoo. He's oh, sure, a I love that. wackadoo. <laughs>
1: he's a sucky Billy
0: Smith. But it's, it <laughs> seems like every two every two weeks there's like some sort of Bennington incident where he just totally loses it. Chases someone around the rink or swings a stick, and I don't know. He
2: believe dinosaurs are real. That's all I want to know.
0: Dinos. If he thinks dinosaurs are real,
2: oh, geez. did not believe dinosaurs were real.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was into astronomy too. Remember that. Hey, he uh something. So, the big question, I guess, is, folks, is when is some of this stuff going to happen? It feels like for the last five months we've said, "All right, sit tight." weather the storm of some really, really bad hockey. And then we'll get close to the trade deadline and things are going to move. So the trade deadline is what? March 3rd. Is that right?
2: March 3rd. I just looked it up.
0: Yeah. So here it comes. Bo Horvat was the first domino. Yeah. I think once,
3: once they, once you get over the all-star break hump, that's when really things are going to start, start cracking down and you're going to start seeing some moves happen because they're going to want to get some of these players in there and get them get them acclimated a little bit. They don't want to just throw them in the last day of the trade deadline, and then it could be chaotic. Like, you want to, if possible, if you can get a deal done, you want to get it done as early as possible. Yeah, and, and you also and,
1: see the GMs convening in, uh, at, at the All-Star so. game. Yep, yep. Yeah. I was just going to say that, Bart. A lot of
0: conversations happening then. Mm-hmm. then so. Well, um, I guess the only thing that could totally derail this is if Kane and Tave say, no, we're not waving. Um, so i'm not worried (laughs) i'm not worried yet i'm not worried yet i just hope that uh i i mean both could really help clubs win and so let's let's stockpile picks This is like
2: it's their the first time since they've signed their deal with the blackhawks they can decide what they want to do with the next step of their career like the ball is completely in their court so they can decide their future
0: and as of right now the blackhawks have in the 2023 NHL entry draft, do have currently two first round picks, uh, a probable lottery pick, and then one that will probably be in the late teens or 20s? Um, and then two second round picks. Am I right? I'm not looking at a screen. Yeah. A screen, but
1: two second. And yeah, I round think picks. two thirds, Six. too, right? Two thirds also, or just two seconds? Do they have two thirds? I don't know. I'm gonna check I am
2: trying to look it up right now because I just had it up. They have. They, they sure have, do.
0: Oh they no, sure one. Do. Wait a minute. Yep.
2: No, yeah. No, yeah, they do. They have, they, have, from they have Dallas. Yeah. They have Dallas's yeah. third rounder, and then they do not have a sixth rounder. They have a one fourth, one fifth, no sixth, and a seventh.
1: And then twenty-four, they got two ones, two twos, and two threes, two threes again. Threes, They've got a lot. They've got a lot, and two fives.
3: They've got a lot of ammo. That's why I'm saying, like, dude, make
1: a splash yeah. this year. Seventeen yeah. picks in the next two drafts already. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. That's how you, That's rebuild, how you rebuild, huh? rebuild
3: a system. Stan Bowman.
1: Stan Bowman, are you listening?
2: Yeah,
3: come on. I'm kidding.
1: Sometimes you have luck
2: oh, in he's signing guys easy. off the street. Jackson.
3: The student becomes the teacher. We're here with Kyle
0: Davidson. Yep. We got a
2: good also, blueprint of what not to do. Jackson Staubers won his first two NHL starts. They signed that guy as a college free agent. He could. He's a goalie in the system, but that's somebody that they identified that Davidson identified and brought in. He seems to be working out. Yeah. It's not just all about the draft. You gotta find pieces anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean the Part bottom Soderblom. Yeah. Soda blom I'm gonna be disappointed yeah. if by the end of the trade deadline the Blackhawks don't have three first round picks at their disposal. I, I agree, agree with that actually. Be upset yeah. If that I do doesn't agree. Happen. In some way, shape, yeah. or form, at least package them
3: up, move up the draft. Come on, let's do this, man! Yeah. LFG, LFG.
0: <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it let's is unreasonable a deal. for the Blackhawks to have six or seven picks within the first two
2: rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's yeah. unreasonable. I don't, I don't think reasonable. it is either. <laughs> it's very, they are, very. Hostile. They already have six in the first three rounds. Let's get one yeah. more. And hey, also, let's, let's
3: let's let's address this. It's not the same management and the same coaching and the same that that ruined players before. This is a whole different regime. So I don't want to hear this. We don't trust them to do what they need to do. This is a whole no, different
0: it's, it's thing. different crew, totally yeah. different crew. Yes. They Indeed. ruined
3: Kirby Doc. They ruined Adam Boquist. They ruined everybody. Almost everyone before them. Uh, and you know, they got lucky with Alex DeBrinket and and Teuvo and They kind of gave up on early, but other than that, they had nothing.
1: They I want to, to tell me how you how you don't trust them because right now they're actually the rebuild is going exactly the way it should go. Yeah, the prospect right. pool well, is so much better than it was a year ago. They 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 drafted well last year. They're they're stockpiling picks. This is how you rebuild. It's not rocket science.
2: I mean, they Davidson said- isn't out there saying that Kevin Torchinsky is going to be a top six defenseman next year. They're no. not doing those things. They're not setting guys up to fail, right? By yeah, creating not, this exactly. machine. Yeah, they're not.
3: They're make, not doing Ian Mitchell to guys. Yeah, Ian Mitchell. He he should have been a pro last year. Yeah. Oh, oh should he? Have? Really? Yeah. Four years 40, later, where is he at? Yeah.
1: Well, perfect yeah. example. Getting well, healthy he's scratched. Good. Look at Reichel. Reichel had a Hall of Fame game. Yeah. You know yeah. where he got his bust uh, after the what is it the three point game that he had, and then they told yep. him fuck off and send him send him down. You know what?
2: <laughs> Look at Holy.
1: Hey. Hey. Yeah. Go back and go back and develop. You're not good enough. Good. Yes. That's what know, they should. Good.
3: Or just, hey, we're sticking to the plan. Go back yeah, down let's, there. Let's, do yeah. what you're going to do. Like, go a long playoff run, you know?
2: Let's win games. Go away.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Lucas, we love you, but don't blow this for us, man. Go back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the next Adam Creighton. You watch.
3: Oh, God. Woo. <laughs> a. I love that.
1: Reference.
0: <laughs> all right any That's fun
1: thoughts,
0: uh on tonight before we declare victory for the evening
1: cool. you guys go first
0: i got nothing i mean i, I think we, we covered a lot i think you uh good to talk some hawks and folks like maybe be ready for a quick podcast if there's any movement you know you might yeah. see on twitter there's a move and we might be live that night so get ready
3: but yeah, um, even if it's not you, Andy, even if he's not available, maybe I'll jump on and, and get the crew rolling. Yep. Uh, just and so we can have some kind of reaction to what ha- What's going it'll on? Be,
0: it'll be much more positive than the last time we did it real fast when I had COVID and Jeremy Colliton got fired.
2: Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but you made the, you made the invincible reference. I'm good now. I'm good now.
0: I'm good now. I'm good. Yeah, boy. Well, actually, I do was... want to bring
2: to celebrate. Huh. <laughs>
3: If we're, gonna- if
0: we're,
3: if we're all good, I do want to bring up our other podcast, The Net Perspective. Net perspective. Um, yeah. Uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, we're both goalies, goalie coaches, coaches, etc., cetera, et cetera, Uh, We talk about goalie stuff. It's not just Hawks related. It's goalie stuff. Uh, we just talk about goalies from amateurs, kids, all the way up to things going on in the pros. We just got a list of things that we talk about. And after an hour, you know, we're just, we're we're, we're good, but we cover a lot of uh, different subjects. We're having a good time. We're going to try and keep up for the, we haven't been good at the beginning of the season. We've kind of been trying to find our little niche, but um, as we go on uh, for the rest of the season, we're going to try and do it like every other week. We're going to record probably on Sundays. So uh, Jeremy Burton, he, he's my co-host and we're going to have, you know, probably some guests on at some point in time, but last week we didn't. The second week or the first week we had uh the guy from the uncage who uh he's trying to create a new cage for goalie masks that's a little okay. bit different. Um so that was very really interesting. We'll probably have him on back again to see what you know he has transpired since then. But if you like goalie stuff, you like goalie talk it doesn't have to be just Hawks related. Uh just two goalies talking about goalie stuff. Uh the net perspective you can find it on all the the Twitters and all the uh you know podcatchers and all that stuff uh, we we broadcast it on our youtube channel along with this podcast and uh so check it out you know subscribe uh you know send us in some questions if you want uh like it's not just chicago related we're, we're covering everything we talked about bennington jordan bennington last time so i was
2: gonna uh, say he had to be a topic of conversation
3: yep Yep. Yeah. We did talk about, and we talked about a lot of different things, you know, that are goalie related, the Jake Ottinger thing with the mask coming off and all that stuff. So we talked about all that stuff. So, so if you're interested in that, then that perspective, go over there, subscribe and uh, check it out. And you can, like I said, even send us a, a question, the question you could, you could email it to us or you could tweet it to us. Uh, but the email would be TNP, which would stand for the net perspective at the dash Send us an email and, uh, you know, or if you just want to say something, you know, it doesn't even have to be a question. You could make a comment. So that's it.
2: Why Uh-oh. does Why does Matt Tompkins what? get a bad rap? <laughs> oh,
3: I could do a whole episode on that.
2: Well, if you do, I would like to be a guest because I will just have hard hitting questions the entire time. Because
3: he's from Ohio State, and that's a sh- that's a shout out to JJ out there if
2: you're listening. Well, I mean, nothing comes good comes out of Ohio. Whoa!
1: <laughs> what happened to the legend of Ray LeBlanc?
2: Ooh, that's a good question.
1: He's right there with Jeff Glass.
2: (laughs) Uh, I was going to have a Jeff Glass comment here a
0: minute (laughs) ago. All right, folks. We'll get into the net perspective. It's good stuff if you want to talk goalies, uh, particularly uh, left handed goalies. Um, We like those better than right handed goalies. Or should I? Shout out. Wave with the left hand. Wave with the left hand. Yeah. Um, But at any rate, be ready, folks. Uh, Things are coming, it's going to happen uh like the cubs said in 2016 it's gonna happen we're saying that about the trade deadline it's coming up and we're gonna see some moving parts and when it happens when they wave and when jonathan taves and patrick Kane are traded uh we will be very happy because there will be a sizable return we're hoping and then we'll be melancholy for moments as we go wow on. And we'll uh we'll do some stuff on their careers as well so have a good one folks i'm andy campbell on behalf of Sean Fitzgerald, the Bard, and co-founder of The Ring, fucking hostile the Gatekeeper, have a great night, and go Hawks. Go Tank Hawks.